foodie. 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 the not a foodie studio which is not actually a studio it's my dining room table in queens with a brand new kitchen with a brand new kitchen brand new kitchen it's the not a foodie show i'm tommy alley and with me as always is my co-host it's mike Maranti. what's hey, up uh what's going on mike it's like riding a bike i know we, we haven't had done, we, we had done a podcast in a few weeks and this is like not missing a single step i know <laughs> it's about great. time we've been doing this for like three years so uh, no it's been yeah maybe yeah. two two more. more more i don't know it's been a while <laughs> we've got like what 60 70 episodes i know that a lot yeah a lot so anyway let's start off like we always start off let's talk about uh food news yeah uh, you're not gonna do the jingle it's food news there i'm sick <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> food news. i've been sick for like a month it's probably the clap oh I mean, do people get the clap anymore? Is that I, like, I don't know. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know what people get. I, uh, that's, I feel like I, it's a I very have a cold. I have a common 70s. cold. That's what I it's have. It's probably chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about food news. Let's yeah, go from that to you, something more I appetizing. I hope you guys are hungry. <laughs> what do you got? You got anything? Um, my restaurant got best new restaurant, best new Italian restaurant in the world. What, oh, plug, plug, plug. Yeah, Feroce. Feroce. Feroce on 28th and 6th inside of the Moxie East Village by Gambero Rosso out of Italy. Mm -hmm. They award, uh, it's for restaurants that obviously aren't in Italy. Okay. We got best new Italian restaurant in the world. Cool. Yeah. So that's big. Well, Um, congratulations to you and your restaurant. I would say I had more of a part of it than I didn't. Okay. I'm a driving force. That's what I like about you. You're humble and you're a driving force. Oh my god, my Tinder profile says tall, dark, tall, dark, handsome, smart, funny, and humble. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not on Tinder. Uh, I'm so glad I missed that whole like I got married, you know, years ago and didn't have to deal with any of that. Um, any other food news? Um, it, no. No? No, that was it. That was my one. That was just self-promotional yeah. masturbatory? That's how it be sometimes. All right, cool. Um, well, I don't have any, like, news items, but all of the news... No, but... Hey, wait a second. You gotta let me finish. So, but, like, all of the people that I follow who are food writers who write news articles, um, you know, are coming up with lots of year-end lists and mm-hmm. things like that. And so I wanted to um, comment on one of my favorite writers is uh, Helen Rosner. Uh, do you know her? No. She writes for The New Yorker. Oh, right, cool. Um, and she's one of the best food writers out there, and I can't believe you don't know her, and now I'm going to have to you know, not do this podcast with you anymore because you're That's eating. That's the end. Last yes. episode. Um, so she wrote a like year-end wrap-up uh, gift guide, which I think is awesome, How and I, I love that. How many are on it? None. Is the, is the Star Wars Instapot, the BB-8 Instapot <laughs> no. on it? The R2-D2 no. Instapot? You obviously don't know Helen Roser. Um, it's because Roger. everyone has an Instapot already. <laughs> yes. So this is the holiday gift guide for foodies from murderous mermaid salts to lamps made out of croissants is the title of this. And it's a great little list. There's lots of, you know, lots of interesting things on it. Um, there are three things that I think are pretty of note of this art- from this article. Number one, um, whiskey stones. 
Whiskey Stones are the worst gift yeah, ever. Yeah, I, I just gave Tom this face like, who is recommending Whiskey Stones? She is not. She is saying, do not ever give Whiskey Stones to people. Like, every, like I have Whiskey Stones. I got From them as 2010. a gift. Everybody gets Whiskey Stones a for decade, some reason. A decade ago. They First of all, they're horrible. They sit in the back of your freezer. They don't ever get used. Um, second of all, when you use them... So, yeah, they don't get used and they don't work. Like, I've tried to use them before to cool my whiskey without watering it down, and they just don't work. So, I thought it was great that she wrote Water this is good for whiskey. I, exactly. A little bit of water never hurt no whiskey. I mean, you know my whiskey order, right? Do you know my whiskey order? No. It's, a, it's always whatever the whiskey is and one ice cube, and I say I don't want one of those big, gigantic oh, we have, we have spheres. actually the exact same whiskey order. Like I don't uh, and yeah. I don't want it. Like if you uh, try to sell me a crazy artisan ice cube or something with a sphere, like no, I don't want that. I, I want, want a my small cocktail ice cube. on that. Sure, but I yeah, want my whiskey not? with one ice cube, just so yeah, it just dilutes everything a little bit, opens it up a little bit. You get more, you know. The the best quote I ever heard in this regard is "Water to whiskey is air to wine." Yeah. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So the the second thing of note on this list that I really really love that I think is a great gift um, is saffron. Give a really really good tin of saffron to someone. I got you saffron. You got me saffron. You did saffron. not get me saffron. I, I was lied to in Thailand. Yeah, was, I was like, oh, saff- oh, all this saffron for this little. You were the sure. first person to ever be lied to in Thailand. <laughs> Mike comes back with like <laughs> 10 kilos of saffron and I'm like what is this and he's like it's saffron I was like that's not saffron dude. <laughs> it was safflower which is not close which is <laughs> <laughs> an entirely different thing yeah um, I still I use it though I use it all the time it has a very distinct flavor so and get, it, yeah. you can also get somebody safflower as a gift yeah no so this is no wait, listen saffron really good saffron she says each year the largest exporter of the saffron uh, crop grown in Castilla La Mancha which is the premier saffron growing region of Spain it they have one distributor um, which packages these perfect little threads in small glass bottles and sells them under its own in-house label so the one distributor in the United States that sells them under its own under its own label Mm -hmm. do you know who it is Trader Joe's Costco I was close yeah Costco and they're so small you can just steal them (laughs) We, we don't recommend Ceiling saffron. If you've never stolen saffron from Trader Joe's, you're never. You've never been poor. Never. uh, Wait. First, (laughs) what? (laughs) You've never been a poor, dedicated home cook. Well, so this is a this is a um, a pro tip for you, an insider tip. Kirkland Signature Saffron is some of the best saffron in the entire world, and it is cheap. Not cheap, but it's it is cheaper than most saffron that you will buy at a store. So. If you know anybody who wants to, who wants some saffron, or thinks that you think that saffron would be a great gift for them, go to Costco, steal it. No, <laughs> I just told you how what a great deal it is, and how great Costco is, and you're advocating theft. All right, um, and the third thing on this list that I found very interesting, and I don't know how you you're gonna feel about this, tinned fish, fit like really good gourmet. Tin fish. Specifically, she talks about um, Ventresca. I, I think this is a gift for a very certain person. Well, I mean, Ventresca. This, this isn't a gift that you can get someone that just likes like food. I don't know. Like, if you want, so Ventresca is um, a very. It's a cut of um, tuna belly, and it is like one of the best cuts of tuna belly. And the best way to get it is in a tin. And 
you know that's it's very it's very Spanish um, mm-hmm. to have the tinned fishes and things like that. And I think I think it's a really interesting gift. Like you have to get past the you know the the connotations of like sardine cans and things like that. I, but like really good tinned fish, I think is a great little I, idea. I'm not. I think it's a good gift for the right person. Okay. Like, well, like I yeah. think caviar I mean, would just be a good gift. Well, I'm not going to give it to my seven-year-old daughter who asked for, like, ice skates. No, <laughs> but, like, are you going to give it to, like, your cousin that goes and hunts boar? Um, no. No. No, but it, I would give it to a, someone who would appreciate food. It's a, it's a gift for a certain person. Yeah, someone who appreciates food. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll revert, I'll revert you to the title, which says "gifts for foodies." Mm-hmm. So there you go. If I give you a, a good little thing of tin fish, you'd I, find I some. Would, yeah, I would open it with you and eat it with you. Well, you'd find some really cool use for it. Don't open it with me. Open it for you. You're single. Go go find a girl and you know hey girl, eat some you tin eat fish. Some tin fish. Hey girl, want some tin fish? Want some tuna belly? That's gonna be my new Tinder profile. <laughs> so um, yeah, so those are that. That's my food news, which I guess is like these year end wrap ups, which are really great. What's do you have a, a Christmas wish list or a holiday wish list? What do you uh KitchenAid mixer? A KitchenAid mixer. That's about it. That's... I have a really awesome uh kitchen now, so I would like a KitchenAid mixer. Okay. What would you make first with your KitchenAid mixer? Um I think I'd like actually do like a pie from scratch. Yeah? Yeah, I think that would be my like It makes I, it easy. It's easy. Yeah, just because I've never done it and I don't really th- yeah. I don't have a kitchen yeah. mixer. I, I did it like in college when I had a commercial kitchen. Okay. So, I, cool. yeah, I think I would just do something like, wow, look what I can do. I, so let's see. I've been in your apartment. I've, I've cooked in your apartment times. a handful mm-hmm. of times. Um, what would I get you? I would get you a good knife. Mm. Um, well, I'm, I'm waiting for you to go to the I, yeah, uh, it's, outlet. It's happening. Don't yeah. worry about it. I've got something picked out for you. Okay. I know exactly what I'm getting you. Um, and yeah, I think a good knife is probably the biggest thing. That I, I, you would, know, I would say, a, and a good pan. Yeah, I, I would say a ten a inch saute pan. A ten inch chef knife is the most important thing. That's it. Well, I'm trying to think. What do I have on my wish list? On my Christmas wish list? Um, Boom mics. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got like all electronics equipment. I want you know the new Sonos system and things like that. But um, oh, you know what I have on my wish list, which I think is really cool. I've got this. Um, cast iron steak and grill that you put the steak into the ground and then it's got this like gravity grill on it so that you can basically cook over a campfire oh um so i'm i'm would you cook the fire pit that (coughs) the fire pit that you have out east yeah the fire pit that i have out of my house Mm -hmm. out there i would you know put some lobsters on top of that thing and you know have some smoked roasted lobsters and you know some steaks maybe but really um things i would like it to just something that I could put on there to like do some slow smoking. So like, um, Samin Nastrat does the, um, guitar string chicken over campfires where, Oh, this is great. You're, you're looking at me like my dog looks at Pollo me when I guitarra. make it. <laughs> a la guitarra. So it's, um, guitar string chicken is you basically just are hanging whole chickens with wire. Um, and you're sort of giving them a little spin every once in a while, but they're, they're hung over, a fire but high enough up where they're really slowly roasting they're almost getting smoked as they're roasting uh-huh. um and you just sort of give them a twirl every once in a while on the that it, you're making like campfire rotisserie chicken that's cool so i would make some of that and oysters oysters over campfire would be awesome things like that so anyway that's that's my food nice food list end of year food list so, so time for us to do an end of year wrap up because this is actually a crazy we did a lot of different mediums this year yeah we did 
I mean, this is, well, let's, so we're recording this now. There's a couple weeks left in the year. Um, what did we do this year? We, we started this show. year. With uh, a radio the, show. Yeah, the first like the first week in January we started our radio show. Where we did like twenty four or thirty or whatever consecutive episodes. Yeah. That was crazy. Not a week off. We just kept we Or the weeks through. that we took off, we recorded two the week before. Yeah. We just we, we recorded an, an hour long radio show. We did that for six, seven months. Mm-hmm. Um decided that we were we could not be bound by one medium. Um we didn't like AM radio. Um and all my blog posts are gone. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got them archived somewhere. I'll find them. Um, so there was that. We started a YouTube channel. If you haven't watched it yet, you can just search Not A Foodie on YouTube, and you'll see right now we have like seven episodes of No F and ZD up. Yeah. No F and ZD is our Sopranos <clears throat> cooking show that we talked about last episode, and we've done seven episodes. I can't believe we've done seven episodes. No, either. no. We've done eight No, well, episodes. we've 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 got six episodes up. We've got we have six, six ep- episodes yeah. up. We have six episodes up. We've got another two sort of ready to go. Um, we're cooking our way through the first season of The Sopranos right now. Every episode, we have a different recipe. Um, what's been your favorite so far? I mean, today is going to be the most impressive one. I think so. The today, bur- what did we make today? We made Schwigadel. Schwigadel. I, I think the Brajol was my favorite. Yeah. Because I, I think that was the first one that was like, oh, wow, this is good. I, like it, I agree. It came out, the Brajol itself came out really good too, and it was the first time I ever made it. And it was simple. Yeah, I've been I've gotten comments on the ZD episode, which is is that the no the veal one is the, the one veal that's up is the now. But, one, yeah, yeah, but um, the making ZD, I think that was a that, that was a big one. That one I think is kind of going to be evergreen and should like the, I think they're the all ZD evergreen. and the meatballs and the Brajol. I don't think the lobster is going to like. People aren't cooking lobster that much. Look, or I like mean, one and a half pound veal chops. People aren't doing that that much. <laughs> that veal chop is the best veal chop ever. If you guys want like a great anniversary dinner, or, like or date dinner, or whatever, this is like that is the best recipe, easiest recipe ever. Um, so yeah, go watch, go watch No F and ZD. Um, we did our Northwork Summit this year. Yeah, big one this year. Yeah, we, we, had, a, we had a two liquor spon- We had a liquor sponsor, a bitter sponsor celebrity bartender like it was yeah it was great george clooney stopped by george and amal stopped by to bartend for us um, uh, casa casa amigos was our liquor sponsor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, no we had we had celebrity ba- uh, bartender bar and bow tie yancy violi um yancy's having a christmas party or a holiday party a snowball um is this gonna be up by the time i think this will probably get up like the day of his snowball so go to go look up yancy violi and his uh first annual snowball um Co- on Google. cocktails and, if, and candy canes. So if you're in New York on Monday, is it Monday? Monday. It's it's this Monday the 16th if you're in New York. Um where is it? What's the name of the place? Cafe Den, Den no. Social. Den Social. Um Monday the 16th, I'll be there. I don't think Mike I is going to be, be there. there. Mike's got to work. But um yeah, we'll be it's drinking with some of uh, Today's Friday the 14th. Today is Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. okay. Never mind. That's right. Um, so, yeah, in a couple days, we'll be there for that. Um, what else have we done this year? That was a lot. We just said a lot of things. Yeah, we did. Considering that <laughs> we just we, all, we both have full-time jobs. We, and we, we do did this for the fun fancy food and, show. You did yeah. both fancy food shows. I did both fancy food shows. And we're gonna, we've got the fancy food show in San Francisco coming up again this January. So that's fun. Um, anyway, yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy year. Um, we're, I'm really excited for the 
the no FNZD stuff. I think that's uh, it's pretty cool. It's our YouTube channel and we were getting a lot of positive feedback. So if you haven't subscribed to that, go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on the Not A Foodie channel. Subscribe to the Not A Foodie channel. Go watch the No F and ZD videos. They're pretty awesome. And it's just us. It's the two of us also. Like it's not, it's like an extension of the podcast. It's, there's nobody else. There's, we're shooting it. We're editing it, everything together. Yeah, so. that's been fun stuff. Um, cool. Well, Mike, you want to take a break and uh, talk cocktails? Kind of. I I have like this thing that I think is going to be really big for 2020, like a trend. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, we we had talked about that a little bit earlier. What do you think food trend? I I mean, I haven't done any research on this, but food trends 2020. Everything I'm seeing Uh um, from a health standpoint. Yeah. You're going to be seeing sober bar, maybe not in New York City, because I don't know if you if they can afford the rent, but sober bars. And but what you're definitely gonna be seeing at restaurants is uh, low ABV cocktails. Low ABV has been and coming for a few years. So you know which what I think the best low ABV cocktail in the world is is a michelada. Oh, I love the michelada. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's just beer. It, it's it's dressed up beer, but it's a cocktail. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I want to, me personally, I want to make a big push for more Micheladas. I love Michelada. Um, I mean, we talked about Micheladas a year ago when I came back from the fancy food show in San Francisco mm-hmm. and you know, we, we get some Michelada mixers and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I love it. It's my go-to whenever I'm eating Mexican I, I, or well, what I was saying was like, if you go to a restaurant and you order a Bloody Mary mm-hmm. and it's not Sunday brunch, I'm going to look at you like you're a f- fucking psychopath no i feel like if you order a bloody mary after if you order a bloody mary when the sun has gone down i'm gonna look at you like a psychopath yes you can order a bloody mary during the day anytime any day of the week man maybe but like dinner bloody mary's is a a serial killer move (laughs) i or if you're flying but you're on a plane. Yeah, well, no, there's no rules in airports. There's no time. <laughs> time doesn't exist in airports. Yeah. That's a different. That's a whole. Yeah, you're in a different exactly. world. Um, but the Michelada, there's never a bad time for a Michelada. You can order a Michelada anytime with any meal, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of the Michelada. I've been a fan of the Michelada for a long time. Uh, it's a much better afternoon drink than the Bloody Mary. The Bloody Mary will get you. You can get a couple Bloody Marys in you, and then you're done. I need to take a nap. But Micheladas, I can drink Micheladas mm-hmm. all day. I also think there's going to be a new word for sober uh-huh. where it's for health reasons, not because you're an alcoholic. Okay. Like, like you're just like abstaining from drinking. Hmm. Like Cali sober? Yeah. Some I don't know, but I think there's going to be like- well, You know what Cali sober is. You just smoke weed. Yeah, you yeah. just smoke weed. Yeah, I think maybe that'll be like what yeah. come, makes it- like I just eat edibles and vape. Yeah. That's or it. well, green and sober is another one. Green and sober is I just vape. Yeah. And, and I don't drink. Those are trends that I know I've seen a lot of over the past couple of years. But I agree with you. I think that they're coming. I think that the whole health and being more conscious of eating what is something to your body. Yeah. Well, you have like Nate Diaz, who's a vegan. Who's Nate Diaz? One of the best UFC fighters in the world. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't follow UFC. No, but you have like all these athletes who are going vegan. Yeah. A lot of football players too. Yeah, and I think that just aside from that, just knowing where the stuff comes. I mean, mm-hmm. think about um, sustainability. Think about um, locavore. Like locavore was always sort of a trend where you can charge more money for. Like, oh, these chanterelles were picked in the woods behind the restaurant, and blah 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 blah. But now it's like 
why would you eat anything else? Like, mm-hmm. why would you eat something that was flown all over the world to come and be on your plate? Unless that... it's white truffle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's I a mean, small list of things I want flown from somewhere yeah. else and brought to me. No, of course. And like, and obviously there's, there's going to be, you know, exceptions. There's always going to be crazy fine dining that costs mm-hmm. a shit ton of money and, or crazy fine dining. But I feel like local sustainability is going to be something that's huge. I think that there's going to be a well, more of a focus on... Well, do you think that, that type on... of dining, like that... Because, like, if you go eat at Le Benedon, everything oh, yeah, yeah. it's going to be perfect. No, of course. No, I'm, I'm talking about how every little upscale place has a small little microgreen on it and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I think I think there's going to be more of a trend towards real healthy food. Um, real food is really... Real is the operative word. Like something that, you know... Something that my grandmother would have um, noticed as food. Like, okay, yeah, that's that's food. I get it. Um, I think there's going to be more of a trend towards that sort of stuff. Um, I hope, anyway. Let's see. A trend that I want to die? Serving food on things that are not plates. Oh, you don't want um, sliders on your skateboard? On a skateboard? No, it's in your or on a cutting board, like a piled on a, a piece of slate. Like, I don't mm. need any of that. Just give me a plate. I want a meat and cheese plate on a cutting board. I don't mind that, like a nice wooden yeah, board. Yeah, no, that's fine. But when you serve me my burger and fries and the fries are mm. dripping off the thing and, you know, yeah. I don't need that on a cutting board. Like, just put it on a plate. Um, any trends that you think that should die this year? I think the milkshakes are finally going to die. Uh, yeah. Are they even still a thing? Probably. Are they? Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think that's going to die. Like Black Tap, like those yeah. guys. And I, the... Um... Like, are you saying like milkshakes for the Instagram? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. food the for the gram? Mm-hmm. I don't I, think, no. So... Okay, I think over the top food, mm-hmm. there's always going to be a little bit of it because like there are places. There's like this pizzeria on uh, Upper West Side whose name escapes me right now. Very mediocre pizza, but they make these massive slices. They have oh, a regular yeah. slice and they have a jumbo slice. The jumbo slice is just a jumbo mediocre slice, and the regular slice is just a regular mediocre yeah. slice. But you go there, you check out their Instagram, and you have people holding up pizza of inside of their head. Yeah. So there's always going to be. I mean, that's marketing, right? There's always going to mm-hmm. be. Instagram restaurants, but, but like you're saying, but I think gigantic milkshakes. Yeah, I think Instagram food is actually just gonna be like really good food, like really good photographed food. Yeah, I see that. Like, I, do you remember this is why I'm fat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. It's like over, just super over the top. So everything was super mm-hmm. over the top, and I feel like Instagram was like that for a long time. You follow certain trends and well, follow who, certain who hashtags. Was the, the guy, um, the YouTube guy from a long time ago. Like Big Mac lasagna. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, blah blah blah. They were Canadian, I think. I I know who you're talking about. I know I can't exactly. Believe who I you're can't talking think about. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Epic meal time. Yeah. Epic meal time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. The yeah, I remember those guys. Um, I'm sure they're still like making content. Oh, but when's, sure. When's the last time someone shared an epic meal time video? Well, and no one cares about that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember, like you know, even tasty videos you don't see pans anymore. Pans and pans videos. Yeah, because like, what people realize was like, oh, I'm never gonna make this. There's no, <laughs> there's no recipe. There's just videos of someone cooking. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I, all of that stuff is just was always weird and I'm glad that that stuff is going away. I, I really think there's going to be more of a focus on real food. And that's what I meant by, you know, mm-hmm. food that my grandmother would have eaten, you know, things like that. Also, um, I think home cooking, mm-hmm. like, so all the, the plated and stuff like that, the meal kits. Yeah. They taught people how to cook and now people aren't using those and they're just yeah. going cooking. Well, that was always the the big criticism of those sorts of services. It's like you people will use them for a couple months and then they'll realize that they can just go buy this stuff in the store and that's it. 
mm-hmm. you know. Um, One time I got a rose lemon, though. That was cool. A rose lemon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find that. Yeah, you, you can. You, yeah, you go find it and you can go source it from someplace. Yeah. From Regalis. From like... <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, here we go. Food trends. Yeah. Anything else? No, we can get into cocktails. All right. All right. Let's take a break and we'll do cocktails. And we're back. <laughs> um, what do you want to? What do you? What are you drinking tonight, Mike? A michelada. You're drinking a michelada tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. You just. All right. I'm tell. I'm making micheladas a thing. Every. I might do a michelada every single segment. I started drinking micheladas. I think in um in Austin, like when I started going to South by Southwest years ago, and when I I remember even going to Mexican restaurants here in the U in in New York. And ordering a michelada, and they were like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, man, this is like the greatest thing. You guys, you're going to sell a bunch of them. You could charge so much more for it, and it's just a beer in your special Bloody Mary mix. Um, All right. So my drink for tonight, well, it's Friday night. Um, We're recording on a Friday. We don't usually record on a Friday. No, Wednesdays. Yeah. So Friday night, I have a pretty standard standing drink. Do you know what it is? Probably just whiskey with one ice cube. Nope. No, it is a, it is a, it is a gin and it has to be beef eater, which is just not a great gin, but it has to be a beef eater martini up freezing cold. Um, very, very, very dry. And I have it because I usually have steak on Friday nights with olives or with a twist. I have olives. Yeah. Olives one or three. It has to be an odd number of olives. Well, that's bartending. Yeah. That's just, that's just always the way that it was. Um, and my wife will make martinis while I'm cooking a giant slab of red meat. I think you should make a Espelone ghost pepper margarita. <laughs> That's another thing that um, happened uh, to oh us. Oh, yeah, that in, happened. That's a thing that happened. In 2019, <laughs> Mike decided that he was going to bring me some uh, ghost pepper tequila. <laughs> I, I went to Union Square Farmer's Market and someone was selling ghost pepper. So you have to buy one. Right. And I was like, what am I going to do with this ghost pepper? <laughs> I bought it. And I was like, now what? And then I went to the liquor store, and Espelone was 20 bucks, so I grabbed it, and I cut the ghost pepper in half, and I put it in there, and I was like, I don't want to drink this. I'll give it to Tom. <laughs> so I went to Feroce to go have some drinks with my friends, Mike's Restaurant, and Mike handed me the bottle, right? That's Yeah, I was like, hey, happy surprise. Hey, surprise, here you go. Here's a bottle of tequila that has a ghost pepper in it. And I was like, well, when did you put the ghost pepper in? He's like, oh, just a little while ago. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll let it sit for a little bit, and then I'll, you know, I'll taste it and see what the heat level is. Um the next morning, I don't think it was even 24 hours, I took a sip of the tequila and I was like, this is just undrinkable. This is, this is a biohazard. This, is, this can be weaponized. It was so hot. And I still have uh, – Mike is probably staring I'm at staring it, right? right yeah. At, yeah. So behind me is my bar and Mike is like staring at it. But I still have it. It's a full bottle. And I have determined that the only way that I will be able to get rid of it is by mixing it in a cold – cocktail like you know making mango margaritas or something and using that just as a almost as a eyedropper yeah full. no i was actually thinking you're better putting in like those bitter bottles yeah yeah and just just so them. i can just put or, dashes or something with it. an atomizer yep because it it is hot and i don't like ghost pepper is not flavor hot ghost pepper is it's hot like pepper you know, spray but hot. it yeah ghost peppers weren't made to be food they were made to be weaponized they were made to be well peppers were meant to be weapons i mean peppers are mother nature's weapons like i saw a great little meme it's like okay you know we are peppers we're gonna 
anyone that our defense mechanism is that anyone who comes near us is going to be in instant pain if they try to eat us. And then, like, humans come along, and it's like... <laughs> oh, you're delicious. Yeah, you're delicious. Oh, jalapeno, serrano. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, there's a um, a very famous basketball player, a very, very tall basketball player, who was at Feroce. Spud Webb? No, the current basketball player. I'm kidding. And um, Spud Webb was, like, my height. He, uh, he, he was having chicken. He was like, oh, can you do anything to make this spicy? And at Feroce, we cut uh, Pepper's table side. Mm-hmm. And we have a... Uh, Habanero, Serrano, and uh, Red Devil's Finger, which is like a bell pepper with a little bit of a kick. Okay. And he just took the Serrano and just started munching on it. <laughs> I like showed it. I was like, what's wrong? Right. He like just picked it up. And, uh, I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. He's like, I'm a different animal. I'm like, yeah, yes. I guess so. Yes, you are. It really, um, I feel like one of the reasons why I never went down, like, like I like spicy, but one of the reasons I never went down that rabbit hole is that it's, you're chasing it's like dragon. fucking heroin. Yeah, you're chasing the dragon. You're always <laughs> looking for that next rush. Like, and it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And pretty soon you're like mainlining pepper X's into your tongue because you can't get that heat from anything else. Anyway, Mike, this has been great. It's been great to get back into a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to doing more of these in 2020. 2020 is going to be a big year for us. Yeah, we said that in 2019, and it, it was. was. And yeah. It was. Radio so, show, YouTube channel. 2020 has to be, like, the big year. Yeah, the big one. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to everything that we've done over the past couple of years. Um, we really are truly grateful. It's always amazing when someone comes over to me and says, oh, I made a big ZD, or I listened to your podcast. I had a table and I was talking to them. And I was like, "Yeah, they're like a lot of people ask me if I'm an actor because because uh-huh. you wait tables, yeah. yeah." And I'm like, "No, but I do like this food culture podcast. Oh, what's the name? Oh, it's called Not a Foodie." And someone's like, "Oh no, I've heard of it. I've listened to your show. Someone sent it to me. I know it. it's you and another guy, right?" I'm like, "Yes, yeah, what? it's me like, and a handsome guy. Like, yeah. What? What? Yeah." And it was crazy. <laughs> it's um, I I really love like I don't care about fame or notoriety or anything like that. It just, it's so awesome when someone comes over to me and says, Oh, I listened to that show. I'm almost like, I'm embarrassed because this is, I, we do this for that? like, you, you watch yeah, it. Yeah. Like you listen to that crap. <laughs> <laughs> we do this like- for us. Cause it's fun. You know, like we're, cre- we're cooking our way through the Sopranos cause it's fun. Um, but it's right. great to have listeners. And if you know of anyone else who might like it, feel free to share our content. Cause that's, you know, that's how we make money. <laughs> and that was That's the funniest Mike, joke yes, yes. on the history of our show <laughs> all right mike i think it's time to go um that's yeah. it Catch happy, you guys soon. happy new year we'll see everybody in 2020 awesome bye, bye.